Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to the Traders' ongoing special coverage of Survivor UK, episodes 13 and 14. I'm Matthew, I work in TV development, and until now, I had never watched Survivor. And I'm David, and I've been covering Survivor since season one of the US version over 23 years ago. Usually this podcast is dedicated to the traitors, but David and I have joined forces to take a detour and cover the new season of Survivor UK. Each week, we've been giving you a new twist on covering Survivor by not just recapping the two episodes, but looking at both of them from our two very different points of view. So whether you are new to Survivor like me, or a veteran of watching many seasons, we'll have you covered. That's right. And, uh, you know, we were seeing more of the, you know, I would say regular type Survivor play as we're moving along here in this season, which is good since the season's almost over. It's, you know, good that uh, it's, you know, some of the players are, uh, you know, definitely catching up here. Yeah. I'll Uh, just have to take your word for it. I mean, I don't know if this is normal. (laughs) I I mean, you know, what's normal. Uh, But I I think I mentioned before, it's like, uh, I've seen some people say it's like each week is a new season of us survivor as they're as they're catching up um and this one was you know episode 13 uh in particular was you know uh amusing in in uh many ways as we will soon find out uh but yeah it's definitely stuff that uh you know i could see happening on almost any survivor season so that's fun um, before we jump into the episode, I don't know, did you have any other preliminary questions or thoughts? I my my I don't have any questions. My lingering thoughts coming into these two episodes are that the the pair of episodes last week, 11 and 12, really were a highlight of the season for me so far. The the double of Doug and then Tanuki gone. Mm-hmm. I think it's it really reached a peak at that point so 
Uh, it's it's definitely going into these two episodes. I was excited for what was going to happen now. Okay, well, let's see what happens as we uh, go into day twenty-seven. Uh, Matthew wakes up and tells us he did the right thing. And as this started, I have to say, I thought he was going to say, I woke up and I thought about it and I did the wrong thing. So I was very happy (laughs) that, you know, he actually said, no, I did the right thing. Um, And then he basically gives his own version of why Tanuke lost, even though I already did mine on on TikTok. So (laughs) um, Lawrence says he came out clean, which even as I'm watching it, before knowing anything else, I still say was complete BS. <laughs> Four reasons that we discussed last week. So, yes, um, Leilani realizes Matthew voted Tanuke, which, you know, brilliant deduction. Uh, but Nathan says they need to be nice to him. So he believes that there's forgiveness and a way back. So Nathan talks to him and Matthew pretty much tells him the full truth about the others telling him he was going to get picked off. Uh, Matthew tells us things that, frankly, could have come out of my mouth. It's an individual game. You have to take emotion out of it. Do what you need to do. It's his game as much as anyone else's. As a matter of fact, I already made that into a TikTok before we even got this podcast going here. So go, Matthew. Uh, not Matthew. <laughs> not, I mean, you should, you know, you, you go too, but especially. <laughs> it's confusing. Um, and then he tells Nathan he hopes they're still good and. He'll tell him what's up next time and shake his hand and stay with his word. Uh, But he also points out that, uh, you know, Nathan doesn't have much choice other than to go along with him. Uh, Matthew then talks to Pegling and Hannah, and all of them say they still want Christopher out. That man has gotten under their skins in a way that I rarely see. It's like they just got it locked into their mind. We must get Christopher out. Yeah, and even at this point, I thought, well, you know, you've been saying that for three or four episodes now, and he's still here. So I already, even this early on in this episode, I thought, I'm not I'm not really expecting him to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of, he's, he's become such a main character, uh, and he's sort of pantomime villain that I, I think he's going to be here a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matthew tells us his plan all along was to appear naive, but really be strategic. And he knows they probably think they have him on his side, which they literally say a moment later. Uh, but he knows he has to get rid of those two next. That would be a peg leg and Hannah. And he adds that this is a game and you have to be strategic and you have to tell one person one thing and another person another thing. So go, Matthew, again. Yeah, he's uh, he seems to be. Doing, he seems to have figured things out. But on the other hand, I, I think Nathan, compared to him, ha- actually hasn't figured things out yet. So right. Matthew is saying things like, yeah, you, you really, you know, you, you just have to say different things to different people. That's just how you play the game. And then Nathan is surprised that people are doing this. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's not looking like Nathan is fully getting it. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of not fully getting it, fully getting it, he uh, Nathan talks to Leilani. Uh, and- <laughs> it's just what I was going to say. It make it kind of makes sense that him and Leilani have paired up. Yeah. Um, he says that he knows Matthew could easily do to him what he just did to Tanuke, uh, which yeah, he could. Uh, but despite and, and you're allowed to do this to other people right. too, Leilani. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, Nathan, remember, they have done this to other people. They did it to Doug. Yeah. Yeah. She did. But, she did. She voted for him. Yeah. When when they do it to Doug and lie to people, it's OK. When other people lie to them, it's the end of the world. Uh, so, yeah, I have. And this is something that sometimes people misunderstand when I'm talking about things. I have no problem with people lying. I mean, anyone listening to me should know that. But then they'll hear me complain about, oh, well, they lied and got dug out. And out of context, they're like, well, why are you complaining about that? It's not the lying. It's the hypocrisy. Yeah. So Lilani, at at one point in these discussions, uses the word ruthless. I think she's talking about Matthew voting out Tanuki. And she says, oh, it's so ruthless. Mm -hmm. And And it is ruthless, but. I sort of think, yeah, so what? It's the, this yeah. isn't real life. It's okay to be ruthless. Right. Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like in the traitors, you know, and it's like, oh, they were ruthless. It's like, yes, that's what you're supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah, um, but you're right. Uh, it's, they can be hypocritical at times, and that's frustrating to watch. Right. Right. When the, when they when people and, and this goes not just for them, but, you know, for all sorts of people like this, they proclaim themselves the good people and they're just doing what's right, you know. And but then, of course, they turn around and do the same thing. But then it's OK. <laughs> yeah. In any case, uh, um, display, despite Lawrence believing he was in the clear, Nathan picked up on exactly what he did. Uh, but he tells us he feels alone in the game without any real strong alliances nathan does which you know to which i say well then you probably shouldn't have voted out doug because he was one of your allies um, true uh leilani encourages nathan to win challenges so he can stick around without seeming to realize that if they vote according to alliances again that would mean she would be the target yeah so plus it's like go win a lot win challenges oh he hadn't thought of that thank you leilani <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking i thought yeah. you <laughs> i don't think he needs you to tell him that yeah. but okay yeah. <laughs> that's that's the extent of leilani's strategy in general so all right well we move to day 28 and there's a familiar song that plays with the lyrics going nowhere as they show Christopher, Matthew, and a couple others. And I'm like, hmm, is this a hint that they're sticking around for a while here? (laughs) Um, But then when, as they're waking up, they notice a lobster trap on the beach and four of them go to see it. There's a note on it that essentially says there's the immunity idol locked inside and three keys hidden around, but only one works. They kind of wander away and tell the others and then start to lazily look. But apparently Pegleg doesn't care because, you know, there's a fire to be made. And that's <laughs> more important. Um, the main key hunters seem to be Christopher and Matthew together and Nathan separately. Uh, we see a key hidden in some exposed roots near uh, Chris. And eventually he does, too. He gives it to Matthew to see if the key works. Because Matthew is less suspicious. I, yeah, we'll get back to that. Um, <laughs> the key works and Matthew confirms it's an idol. But then he puts it back in and locks it back up so people don't get suspicious. Now, my immediate question is, why didn't you just pull an Indiana Jones and put sand in the bag? Yes. 
and you know and keep the actual idol you know i actually thought that is what they had done i so i because because it seems like the obvious thing mm-hmm. to do so i assumed they had taken the idol out of the little bag put the bag back in but i they, i guess they yeah, maybe they should have put sand or some twigs yeah. inside it or something in case people pick up the crate and shake it around. But yeah, I didn't realize until later in the episode that he had left the idol. Yeah, and I, I still, I still don't understand why they didn't take it out. I, I cannot explain it. I mean, there was something similar to this in U.S. Survivor uh, season forty-four, so last season, where there were bird cages with idols hanging, with little bags hanging in them, and they had to find a key and unlock it. It's similar, um, and. Those who decided to leave the bag in there, yeah, put something else in it and hung the bag back in there. So it looked like there was something in there. Some just took stuff out and put the bag in and other people were like, huh, that looks very empty now. Uh, But yeah, just put, I mean, you're on a beach, Phil, you know, it's like, Matthew, have you never seen Indiana Jones? Really? I mean, you know. (laughs) Yeah, like I guess their, their, their idea was, we'll go back and get it at the last minute like we'll we'll quickly get it before tribal council but yeah there's just pick up a shell pick up a rock a pebble put it in there yeah it's, i i i'm so confused yeah i mean if even if he had properly locked it which we'll get to in a minute it still <laughs> means they have to risk another trip to the lobster trap yeah. out in the middle of nowhere if yeah, exactly. he's not seen and he goes over there and yeah, I, the, the whole thing doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't know what Matthew was thinking here. I say that to myself a lot. I yeah. don't know what Matthew was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> In the third person. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyway, he, like we said, he locks it back up, except we see the kicker. He forgot to close the latch. Uh, and he says the lobster trap is locked and the idol is still in there. So nothing can go wrong. Cut to another shot of the open latch, which tells us everything is going to go wrong. I I have to say now, I feel like I really am also the idiot called Matthew. I didn't pick up on that either. That it was open. Uh, I, I did not understand what was going on until yeah. later in the episode when Nathan happens upon the crate. And then I was completely confused, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> I think that uh, you need to study up on your lobster traps then is, is the See, problem. <laughs> I know. I haven't been fishing enough. That's the yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we uh, worry about uh, what happens here, it's uh, immunity challenge time. And this is another classic. They have to stock stack blocks like dominoes on a beam while high stepping through a wood frame to go back and forth. But if they bump the frame, shakes the beam, knocks down the blocks. Um, So they run back and forth, several build up, but then they knock into it. It falls down. Uh, Christopher and Nathan are near the end, as is Matthew. Uh, Matthew places his final block, but then knocks them down while hurrying. Christopher gets them done, pushes down the dominoes and wins. Because uh, that's the other thing is you have to actually get the dominoes to fall properly. And there have been people in this challenge who thought they had it and did not and had to rebuild the whole thing. 
Uh, I, I'm glad when you start off the challenges by saying another classic because it means yes. I don't need to ask if it's a if it's a thing. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so did you have any questions about that challenge? I mean, it was just uh, running back and forth as far as the... Yeah. Uh, not really. I thought it was good fun, actually. I liked watching it. Um, yeah, I didn't totally understand all the rules. like So mm -hmm. I had to kind of figure out, from, maybe I just wasn't listening properly, but no, I, I had to kind of figure out, oh, you obviously can't carry more than one block at a time right. because no one is doing that. Yeah. And yeah, you knock one over. Joel did say this, just uh, mm -hmm. I didn't completely understand. If you knock one over, you have to like climb back out and then just climb back with it. Right. You can't just lift it back up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, yes. Uh, so much for the big plan to get rid of Christopher. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Pegleg says, have to switch it to Nathan. And Nathan himself knows that he's the target. So he starts idol hunting, as do uh, Hannah and Lawrence. But Nathan decides to go see if there's anything in the clue that maybe he missed. And instead, he finds the open latch. And, of course, the idol itself inside. Uh, now, one of the websites I used to run was called the Reality TV Hall of Shame. And this would have definitely earned a Hall of Shame moment for Matthew. <laughs> um, just giving away an idol through just a incredibly dumb move. Yeah, that just this is why this is the moment where I realized what was going on. So mm -hmm. I had misunderstood earlier. A, I misunderstood that they had put the idol back, and B, that he hadn't locked it properly. So I, I was mind blown at this part. I couldn't really understand what Matthew was thinking. Again, <laughs> I say this to myself a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we might as well throw in a, a listener question here. Uh, Maria asked us on Instagram if anything like this has happened before. And I can't think of a situation exactly like this because they're not usually out in the open, although I did just mention, you know, the birdcage ones. Uh, but we've had other weird things happen with idols. Now, one aspect and, and I can't remember if we discussed this before, is that once someone has an idol, it is theirs unless they give it to someone else. So you get an idol, you decide you don't care who knows about it. You just throw it down on a chair next to the campfire. Someone can't run up and grab it. Okay. You know, they can't rummage through your bag and find it. They can't. If you buried it and they dig it up, they can't find it. It's yours. Um, they can rummage through your bag and know you have it, but they can't actually take it. Mm -hmm. But in this case, Matthew never took possession of it. He left it where it was. So it was fair game. Yeah. Um, if he had just taken it and like buried it in the beach six inches away, it would have been fine. Yeah. But by leaving it where it was, it was it was up for grabs. Um, go ahead. What, what also has sort of occurred to me now that we're going back over this is well at the time, um, Nathan finds it. He and I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Maybe he brings it back and he shows Lawrence and Hannah 
straight away, mm-hmm. it seems like. And Lawrence does seem quite suspicious about the fact that the crate was just open. Almost, almost as if he... What I, kind I of an idiot that, would do that, you know? <laughs> well, either that, or I thought Lawrence thought that Nathan was lying. I thought, I don't know why Nathan would lie about that, but mm. I thought Lawrence wondered if Nathan had found the key and just didn't want to tell them and was telling a lie about it being left open. But either way, the thing that occurs to me is it doesn't get addressed later on in this episode or the next episode. You know, they don't come back or they don't show us. Mm-hmm. No one, They don't come back and say, so... How, why was that crate open? They they just never dis- show us it in the edit again. Anyone discussing it? I mean, na- uh, later we'll get to Matthew and Lawrence. I mean, a- apart from it. Matthew himself, I mean yeah, Matthew yeah, and I'm, Christopher. Yeah, yeah. But amongst the others, no one. Uh, you know, it doesn't become this ongoing right. mystery to figure out who opened it, uh, which is strange. yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Maybe Matt. There's a lot that's shared in this episode that we don't see. So, um, but going back to the idol itself. We have had people hand over idols mm-hmm. for one reason or another, kind of like Christopher told Matthew, here, go get this because I'm less sus- you're less suspicious um, in Australia. A guy found uh, an idol and one of his supposed allies was with him, a woman, and he had really tight shorts on. So if he had tried to put the idol anywhere, it would have been obvious. She had this larger skirt. And so she was like, well, give it to me. I'll hold it. You can probably see where this is going. (laughs) He then voted him out in the next tribal council while she still had his idol. Um, (laughs) So. But then uh, how does that. So you but you said there was a rule. Well, he handed it to her. He gave it Uh, to her. Okay. So, so there's no such sort of thing. Willingly give it to someone, right? There's no okay. such thing as loaning someone an idol. You can have the understanding that you loan it to them, but once you hand it over, it is theirs. And that's something that happened on Survivor 45 a few weeks ago, and the results of it came this week because someone had an idol. One of his allies said, "I think I'm in danger," and he said, "Well, here, I'll just put my idol in your bag, and it's yours." You know. And then he didn't ask for it back after the tribal council where she wasn't in trouble. And so she just held on to it and held on to it for several, well, several game weeks. So several days. And he was like, well, I don't want to ask for it back now, because if I ask for it back, it's kind of a clue that we might be targeting her. And so what happened this week was they targeted her and she used it. So, (laughs) um, Other times in U.S. Survivor, there's so there's a fairly new advantage in U.S. Survivor that came out called knowledge is power advantage. And it's never actually been successfully played. But what it does do is if you know that someone has something, you can at tribal council say, like, if I were doing it to you, Matthew, do you have an idol? And if you have an idol, you have to give it to me. Um, or and, I say no. I left it in a lobster crate on the beach. Yeah, unlocked. well, yeah, <laughs> that would have saved it. See, they were just playing <laughs> that game. Um, and so, uh, every time someone has tried to use it, it's it hasn't worked. Uh, the first time was the best because they knew that she had this and was going to use it on a guy, 
And so the guy gave his idol to someone else and then made a fake idol. And the show didn't tell us this part until after they showed us in flashback. So at tribal council, she says, Xander, do you have an idol? And it's pause and he's acting and he says, no, but you can have this fake one I made. And so (laughs) how how do you make a fake idol? (laughs) Oh, you just gather beads and stuff and string them together. Oh, I guess I that's mean... something that's new to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So the idols that we've seen are very, very obviously production made. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, well, well, yeah. Well, that big wooden log in the first yeah. few episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of idols are just like beads strung together or a shell on a necklace or. Oh, okay. Um, so U.S. Survivor has over the years sometimes made them purposely easy to fake. Ah, uh, but of course, people have caught on to that. And like last season, someone made them with beads he found around and someone else was like, those are the beads from Tree Mail. I recognize those. You're not fooling me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, no, really? It's an idol. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so you can get crafty. Yes. Yes, but in yeah, the, the crafty UK in like both a... meanings of the word. Crafty uh, yeah, exactly. As, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so they're they are, the UK one is the sort of gold metal, right? So you, uh, that's what I was thinking. How do you fake that? Okay, yeah, that's definitely more difficult to fake. Yeah, um, I was just a picture of people like although <laughs> you know, melting down like yeah, rocks on the fire or something, <laughs> carving them out. I mean, Doug essentially had a fake idol when he left because he had an expired idol. So he could yeah, have told yeah. people it was a real life. But yeah, that's true. And I, I think he said in his, some of his exit interviews that if he had, or maybe on social media, if he had realized he was a target, he probably would have done that. Yeah. And this group would have definitely believed him. And, you know, uh, spoiler alert for the end of this episode, we see what happens. Nobody votes for Nathan once they know that he has the idol. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, but anyway, uh, Related to this knowledge is power advantage in the U.S., people tend to, oh, my gosh, there might be there, you know, now rumors circulate that there's a knowledge and power in play. And so to avoid that, if someone thinks other people know, they will, quote unquote, loan it to someone else. And uh, so there were, you know, over the past couple seasons of U.S. Survivor, there have been different instances of people loaning it to someone and then that person getting voted out but then we find out that that person actually gave it to someone else to hold for safekeeping and and so the whole tribe thought that um thought that the idol was gone but in fact it was there um and then this season a couple weeks ago someone tried to spread the lie that that's what happened that his he loaned his idol to someone who got blindsided and voted out so he no longer had an idol that everyone knew about but then someone else told no he's lying he he made up that story so it didn't work but um but yeah so there are lots of cases in u.s survivor now of people either passing idols around or talking about passing idols around and because of that having them go a different way uh so that's a very long-winded answer to maria and goes far beyond <laughs> what she had originally asked but um, but the, the short answer is no, nothing like this because that I can remember. Cause I don't remember a situation quite like this, nor do I remember 
and sorry to uh, Survivor UK Matthew, but nor do I remember somebody doing something quite this dumb when it comes to an idol. <laughs> so, so yeah, like I said, long answer to a short question. Um, so, as you mentioned, Nathan goes and shows Lawrence and Hannah and tells them the whole story, which surprises me. Um, and he suggests they should vote Matthew. Though Lawrence notes his name was mentioned, too. So I don't know why Nathan would mention Lawrence's name to Lawrence. Except he's Nathan and he's not very good at the game. Um, (laughs) um, And Nathan even says, oh, yeah, you could just vote for me and I'll take care of it. Now, if I'm Lawrence and I just heard my name, there's no way I'm leaving it in his hands. Why? Why would I do that? I'd vote Matthew to make sure there's at least one vote headed to Matthew. Yeah. So uh, then Leilani approaches Matthew and Christopher uh, with Matthew saying this was just a funny line. It has nothing to do with the storyline, but it's a funny line. Matthew says, well, we should let her lead the conversation. And Chris says she won't. (laughs) Yes, I I wrote that down, too. (laughs) Um, They talk, but the guys basically tell her nothing. And uh, so, you know, since her whole goal was to find out information, uh, because that's the only way she can do it, uh, she walks away empty handed. Uh, She talks to Nathan and he fills her in on the plan with both of them saying Christopher can't find out. Cut to Hannah telling Christopher. (laughs) Yeah, the the news about this idol spreads within minutes. Yeah, it seems. But and then I mean, as as me. Watching it for the first time, my immediate reaction was, wow, everyone knows about this now. That's dumb. But, I mean, I guess it ends up saving him for an episode at least. So, you know, maybe it wasn't. I mean, what did you think as soon as everybody knew about it? Oh, it was dumb. Um, the There was no reason for Nathan to tell Hannah and Lawrence. They are not his allies. He was not going to make them his allies because of this. In the past, sometimes people will tell others about their allies to kind of tightly bond them to each other. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, kind of like, uh, um, you know, Doug and Wren were supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we see how that went. Um, <laughs> you know, but to tell Hannah and Lawrence, I mean, those are just two random people of all the people you could tell. So, I mean, it's funny because Hannah keeps talking about wanting Christopher out, but then tells Christopher about the. I mean, I know Christopher has immunity himself anyway. So, um, but yeah, she tells them about it. And then Chris is like, I can't believe that, you know, because <laughs> we're supposed to have the idol. He, he talks to Matthew. Uh, then Hannah gives more information about the hat trap having been open. I, I'm literally laughing out loud at this turn of events uh, as I'm yeah. watching it here. Yeah. Matthew is visible, visibly panicking. And Chris is just yeah. like so confused. And, and as was I. Yeah. And, you know, they so they realize what he must have done. They go to the trap. They find that's indeed what happened. And, you know, Christopher, not nearly as amused as I am. And he can't even hide it. He's just like, oh, my God, you're so dumb. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's livid. Uh, And again, I 
my notes here were simply, I still don't understand why he didn't just take the idol out. What am I missing? Yeah, nothing. I mean, you're not the one who's missing. The other Matthew is what's missing. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I mean, I sort of understand Chris saying, well, you go do it because you're less suspicious. Which is true. But, I mean, this is an idol we're talking about here. You know, this is... This is big. You don't just let someone else deal with it. And uh, so, yeah, the whole situation. I mean, Chris really should have been mad at himself to start with. I think he was a bit mad at himself to begin with. Uh, But, yeah, that's it's just watching. It was so hysterical. And I, you know, if I were one of them, I would not nearly have been laughing like I was. Uh, Now. You know, coming back to why did Nathan tell Hannah? Someone asks that and she says, well, they were up there when he found it, but they really weren't. He found it on the beach. They were out searching somewhere else. He purposely went over and told them. Uh, I mean, it's not as bad a move as failing to latch the trap, but it's still pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, I think he they were just the first people he saw and he was excited or something. Yeah. And just didn't think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it seemed it just seemed silly to me. I didn't understand what, why he did it. Yeah. So then somehow all of the other six besides Nathan are standing around when Matthew and Christopher confirm what they all knew about the idol. I'm not sure how Leilani got into this bunch other than maybe they couldn't get rid of her. Maybe Nathan was off doing a confessional. And so they were all just standing around. Or they literally just don't care what she knows. Um, but they're trying to figure out what to do as all of them are standing there, as which Hannah points out, well, that doesn't make sense because literally everyone is here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Ma- so Matthew has this, unless I misheard him, I think Matthew says they should all just vote for Nathan anyway. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I think he was... I assume he meant in case Nathan doesn't use the idol. Was that his thinking? I don't know. Or he was just like, let me let Nathan decide. And he might have been saying that because everyone was there and he didn't want to, like, call out a name. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, a proper way to do it. Uh, we're jumping ahead a little bit here would have been to split the vote if they could get everyone to agree. And have some people actually voted on Nathan in case he didn't play it. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, it's Nathan we're talking about. He's not devious. He's not strategic in that way. He's not going to not play it. He has it. He's going to play it. Um. So, yeah, it's just, you know, I can understand why they didn't bother, I guess. Um, so after the uh, six of them realize they can't really talk strategy with all of them there, uh, they separate out a bit and Matthew suggests to Chris and Pegleg that they vote Lawrence. Then we hear from the others where votes might or might not be going as we approach tribal council. Once they arrive, Joel asks some of his typical questions and get answers that really, uh, go nowhere. Uh, and they get to discussion of the previous tribal council voting out Tanuke. 
Matthew says it had to be done. Lawrence dances around it. Nathan tries to shame Matthew and uh, says, you know, you were part of the top three. But then Christopher asks Nathan, well, if if they were part of the top three, where were the rest? And Nathan yeah. falls right into the trap saying, well, Lor- Lawrence and Leilani were in the top five. Oh, OK. That, you know, again, Nathan's not very strategic. <laughs> yeah. And I thought Chris was very smart to ask that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great question. Um, yeah. If your plan was to get to the end with Tanuki and Matthew, at what point? Were you planning on taking out everyone else? And I thought, yeah, yeah that's that's what I was thinking. Um, uh, I, it was funny that, you know, Nathan was also saying the trust with Matthew's broken mm-hmm. because he took out... T- and I thought, well, he didn't take out Tanuki on his own. He's not a sniper. You know, he, he, yeah, he, he was one person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he was the... I guess he was the one that turned on right. her because right. they were friends. But I still thought... You know, other people voted for her too, but they didn't have the trust with Nathan that he had. You yeah, know? So, I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, but Nathan also claimed, by the way, that finally it wasn't a plan. It was, you know, it was. Who knows what could happen with immunity and and stuff? It was, you know, and and this is clearly just him backtracking after realizing what he said, and people aren't yeah. buying it. Um. Lawrence talks about uh, people scrambling, except for the two with immunity, which, you know, basically reveals Nathan's idol. And he he says it's common knowledge and Nathan didn't even flinch. So my guess is Leilani must have gone back and told Nathan that everybody knew. Uh, okay. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of that would explain it. And it seems like something Leilani would have done. Yeah. Um. So it's time to vote. We see Matthew vote Lawrence, as he should. Leilani votes Pegleg because she's clueless. Um, And it looked like Hannah voted Lawrence. So from what we saw, nobody voted Nathan. Uh, But he plays his idol. Joel reads the vote. Pegleg, Lawrence, Hannah. Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence. Uh, So... I said last week it was a dumb move for Lawrence to do that, and he wouldn't get away with it. I'm not sure that I expected it to uh, swing back and hit him uh, this quickly, but here we are, you know. Uh, um, and, yeah, nobody even bothered to vote for Nathan. Oh, or Matthew, which I was really right. surprised at. Uh, I, yeah, and it, when they were, you know, they show, they show one or two votes. So, like you said, we... The only one we really see is Matthew voting for Lawrence. And then we see Lawrence writing something. And I, it turns out it was an H yeah, uh, for Hannah, I think. But I thought he was writing an M. So I thought, oh, he's he's voting for Matthew. But mm-hmm. uh, no, no votes at all. Yeah, I don't understand the, I mean, I don't understand him voting for Hannah. But I, I, I mean, I don't understand a lot of what Lawrence did. You know, I, I, I. I liked him early. I still liked his personality throughout the whole thing, but when it came to when it came to actual strategy, uh, he was he was uh, not up there. Yeah, I also don't understand. Maybe I'm just missing something very obvious. Leilani voted for Pegleg. She said it was a. She called it a burn vote. Is a burn vote a thing? 
Um, I missed that she called it a burn vote. Yeah, I thought this was a some sort of survivor phrase. I I, I mean, thought, it's, oh, it's Leilani it's, knows stuff. Wow. No, I think Leilani <laughs> just made up her own stuff. Uh, she made I up. Think, okay. I think she's just like she didn't know who to vote for, so she burned her vote by voting for someone who was not going to get targeted. Yeah, well, um, that just seems like not great gameplay but <laughs> uh, no it's not i mean i've we've seen people do it before where they're like well we don't i mean it's what lawrence did uh last time she he voted for peg because yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and it you know in lawrence's case it came back to bite him because he knew about the plan and didn't do anything to counter it in leilani's case i mean nobody thinks she's strategic anyway so you know, other than those few minutes when Christopher thought she was a, a genius, and I'm, you know, pretty sure has come away from that viewpoint since then. <laughs> um, all right. Did you have any other thoughts or questions about this episode before we move on? Uh, I do have a few thoughts. Yes, um, mostly about tribal council. Uh, firstly, I just wanted to say that one of my favorite parts of the episodes now are getting to see the glamorous makeovers of the jury members. <laughs> <laughs> so Lee still looks like a child. Yes. Uh, a very angry look, child, usually. An angry child. Yeah. And the others uh, look like they are off for a modeling shoot somewhere, <laughs> um, which is fun. Uh, there was something that happened. I, I was sure you were going to bring this up and you didn't mention it because I uh -oh. thought, oh, David will be furious because uh, there was a... I mean, it wasn't quite as bad as what Lee did, but... Oh, the heart? Uh, Tanuki had a bit of a whisper uh, and a subtitle. Um, so Joel was asking Matthew about Tanuki leaving and the fact that he had voted for her. Uh, and he said, oh, I'm sad she's not here, but I just had to make that decision. And to, cut to Tanuki looking very angry on the jury. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and Matthew says, well, you know, you can't go back on the past. And Tanuki whispers, you can say that again. Yeah. And I thought, oh, she's broken the rule. She spoke. David will be livid. <laughs> well, that was probably a whisper either to herself or to her fellow jurors. And it, it, is, it was it was not it's not uncommon for fellow jurors to to whisper to each other like, you know, uh, in in U.S. Survivor, they'll often as as the um, players are walking in, they'll often be watching to see who has the um who has the idol who who won immunity and so they'll whisper oh look who has it you know and then during it they'll be like oh i don't know who's going or or i don't know what's happening and so yeah as long as they're not speaking loud enough to be heard or speaking directly to uh the jur the the players then that's fine okay and can there, sometimes there. be entertaining yeah <laughs> okay there are nuances to this okay yes yes okay that's fine so I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. 
it's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, well, we go to episode 14, day 29, and open with Hannah and Pegleg talking about the game and how crazy it is that Christopher is still there. Uh, she tells us that people have had enough of him and Nathan and their true colors came out. I'm still not sure what those true colors are other than like, you know, playing the game. I mean, Nathan's true colors were clueless. And I, I, I literally have, I mean, okay. I guess Nathan's true colors did come out in that he revealed who his allies were, but I mean, was that really a mystery? I, I don't know. I think it's also because Hannah mentions this later in the episode spoiler, but I, I think it's because he, because he had his idol and he felt so safe they thought he was acting a bit like cocksure and mm-hmm. cheeky and and i thought big deal it's <laughs> so what i didn't yeah. think it was that bad but they seemed to be quite annoyed by that so yeah yeah um yeah we'll talk about that more later because it i mean that continues several times in the episode and it's like yeah. i don't get it but okay i mean I can understand being upset at someone for that early in the game, but this late in the game and you're, that's what you're going to focus on. You know, it just shows me that Hannah is not really a player. Um, yeah. Or I get, and maybe I'm jumping ahead. I, I wondered if it was just kind of an excuse from Hannah and it wasn't really the real reason that she was voting for him. I mean, it could be, but then she, to jump all the way ahead, she says it while voting for him. Yeah, I know. I I still just wondered. Uh, yeah, if it was uh, just a fake for the camera reason, yeah. but I, I don't. Yeah, know. I, don't I don't know. Um. Uh. Anyway, back to uh, where we were at the start, as we time travel here. Um. <laughs> uh, Leilani sacrifices Lawrence's underwear, which she calls his sex sex pants, uh, in the fire. <laughs> And it just makes me feel like we've missed a lot. I mean, why are they calling Lawrence's underwear his sex pants? We need to know these things before they just pop that up on the screen. And why are they still here on a pole? That was strange. I was confused. I I mean, they must have been wet and he was drying them. Maybe he had (laughs) extras. But why are they his sex pants? Is is underwear frequently called sex pants in the UK? I can tell you that is not a thing. Not a thing. <laughs> okay. Um, so, well, maybe it'll be a thing from now on. They'll, you know, Lawrence <laughs> could open up his own line of uh, sex pants stores. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe he was looking to brand himself. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Nathan thinks he has uh, Peg Leg and Hannah on his side, but knows Christopher and Matthew are after him. Uh, but uh, those two guys talk and Matthew wants to target Hannah because she's in a tight duo with Peglet. So just all different people pointing at each other. Uh, reward challenge time. And it's another classic uh, or a variant on a classic. They roll around in a pit of mud, run through a few obstacles to scrape off that mud and hope that they kept as much on them as possible without actually carrying it. Um, most mud after a time limit 
uh, gets a trip to the survivor spa so they can clean off all that mud and all the other dirt they've built up and they get fruit and chocolate truffles and Prosecco and more. Uh, now, the smart players should be putting as much mud as possible on their heads. You can't carry it. But if you stack it on your head and can still make it over and under the obstacles, good for you. But several are not. They're just not at all. Um, now, one thing I did want to say, the background music for this one, it reminded me of Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know why that that's the music they chose or why. But, it you know, I, I so I thought that was, you know, kind of amusing background music for it. OK. Um, so after all of that, running back and forth, uh, Pegleg and Christopher are the top two with Christopher getting the win. And it looks like Christopher did what I said, uh, because he has very muddy curls while Pegleg's hair seems perfectly clean. So that <laughs> literally could have been the difference there. Yeah, I think Chris also just had the tactic of, which I also think was the smart thing, was just to run as fast as possible. Like it's, I think he realized it's more important to do more trips mm. than like you're not, you're not there's probably not really that much difference about how much mud you're going to really get right. on you the more you try. So I think he figured out roll around fast and just get back to the bucket, get it. I think he just figured out, yeah, that you'll yeah. probably win just by doing more trips rather than really putting a lot of effort into covering every inch of yourself in muds that, that will just eat away your time. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. So, um, so Yeah. He gets to choose someone to come with him, and he picks Hannah because she hasn't had anything in a while, he says. And then, of course, Joel says, oh, well, you can pick one more. And he goes with Pegleg. So basically, it's the original one, Nana, um, leaving the original Calaton back at camp. But as they're walking away, Chris says he, he couldn't have picked Leilani because he knows she doesn't even like him. Uh <laughs> And then a few seconds later, Leilani says, Chris was never picking her because he doesn't like her. So, yeah. And Leilani's uh, devastated because she's missed out the chance for food. And as she said in a previous episode, and she said it again here yes. on the way to the challenge, that nothing is more important than food and that food is currency. And I, I thought, does she know how this game works? No, she no, she doesn't what? know. Have you not learned Food's that not yet? Currency? What? <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> she wanted the prosecco more than anything when she heard about that. Yeah. Also, not currency. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't not a thing, Leilani. Not a thing. <laughs> this isn't prison. You can't trade food for <laughs> you know uh, favors and stuff. Yeah. Strange. Uh, well, I guess you could actually. <laughs> I mean, you know, if someone was willing to do it. But um, <laughs> so, so at the reward, we see some scrubbing and cleaning, uh, some interesting scrubbing, uh, followed by eating and drinking. Uh, they they start to talk to Chris, but he has to wash off his face mask. Uh, so he leaves uh, Hannah and Pegleg alone for a little while. And Hannah immediately says he's dangerous, but you know she'll use him when she can. She and Pegleg talk and say they've come so far as a hidden day two alliance. So one of them has to win. This is a big piece of news there. I mean, they weren't just a hidden day two alliance from the others. They were a hidden day two alliance from like 
all of us. Yeah. Uh, I thought that even there was uh, earlier in the episode, it seemed clear that three pairs have emerged. The, mm-hmm. the, there's Chris and Matthew, Nathan and Leilani, which is bizarre enough to me. But yeah, Hannah and Peg, I thought, oh, didn't know this was a natural pairing. So yeah, it was. I, I didn't know where that had come from, really. I just assumed that it was something that happened, kind of like Christopher and Matthew, you know, that, I mean, Pegleg and Hannah had always been on the same side, but, like, she was supposedly close to Lee, and, you know, Pegleg was, you know, aligned with Lee, so they were, you know, they had allies in common, they were in the same overall grouping, and so with them being the only two left, that made it natural but you know they're now saying oh no they they've been a secret duo since day two and it's mm. like okay uh i i guess that is news that we needed to know um so they finish up return to camp and chris immediately talks to matthew about how they're going after nathan next so he can't win immunity and uh uh you know then all of a sudden boom it's day 30 and Matthew is talking and basically tells us they will there will be a final three. So I guess they'll know how it goes. Uh, you know, this was a question we got last time. Will it be a final two or a final three? And yeah. Matthew, the way Matthew's talking, he knows it will be a final three. Um, So that also answers the question of were they told ahead of time? And it seems yeah. like it seems like they were. Um, Out of the blue, Hannah tells us that Nathan changed and became arrogant. So this goes back to what you were saying. This is when Mm -hmm. she's talking about that. And then she actually tells him that. And he acknowledges that he did. And they have a nice little conversation about targeting Chris. Although Hannah tells us she isn't sure. And again, I don't know why there is so much talking. Why, if you're pissed at someone because of the way they acted, just stay pissed at them. Don't tell them you're pissed at them because <laughs> of the way they acted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought that maybe she was just. Again, maybe I'm giving her too much credit. I thought that she was deliberately trying to perform, and actually, even even though she was saying you annoyed me. What she was pre- pretending to do was therefore create a bond. Like, oh, we're talking openly about our feelings, and I've told you what I think, but now we can heal, and we that that'll make us better friends. I thought if she maybe she was sort of, yeah, trying to convince them that, uh, that that this was going to bring them together or something. Yeah, but he already thought that they were together. So I mean, obviously she doesn't necessarily know that, but um, it's just so weird yeah. the way people talk or, or, about things. Yeah, or she thought, well, I'll t- the fact that I'm telling him he annoyed me will will actually then make him think, well, I'm not. It'll make him think she's not going to vote for him because right. she told him because she told him so openly. Yes. So, if that makes sense, <laughs> yeah, it, I guess so. In 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 a strange way, it does. Uh, in there, in her, you know, strange way. Uh, but but first, of course, is the immunity challenge. And before it starts, Joel also confirms it'll be a final three. Uh, so in case we thought Matthew might just be misinterpreting or misunderstanding. No, Joel literally talks about there being a final three. It's like, yeah. oh, OK. Um, 
So in this challenge, they have to run across logs in the water, get keys, dig under a log and solve a hanging turtle puzzle. Um, individual bits of this have been seen before the hanging, uh, a type of hanging puzzle, um, digging under a log, you know, that sort of thing. But um, so it's just a, you know, basically got different aspects of, uh, of a, a typical type of survivor challenge. Um, it's even kind of a, Frankenstein challenge of challenges we've seen within this season. Like they've already done a physical puzzle and they've already done an obstacle course and they've already done a water thing. So I guess it's kind of just mushing stuff together now. Um, I mean, I mean, lots of them have those different aspects. So, uh, you know, this is a different type of puzzle. I mean, in U.S. Survivor, there's often a puzzle at the end of a, you know, they call it the equalizer in many cases. Um, and so this is a different type, you know, being a hanging puzzle instead of a, a different type of puzzle. And so, you know, and digging under the log is, you know, that's something that frequently shows up on Survivor. And uh, the funny thing was, I think Chris is the first one through and he does it the wrong way. Uh, but because he's more <laughs> thin and agile, uh, he manages to get under it. You're supposed to do it the way Nathan did. You're supposed to go, you know, backwards because your body yeah. bends that way more normally. Um, but but anyway, uh, so uh, like I said, Chris is the first under the log, then Nathan, then Pegleg. Uh, Pegleg moves ahead during the puzzle, as does Nathan. Christopher stays close too, but Pegleg ends up winning immunity. Um, so with that, Nathan thinks Chris is going. Chris hopes Nathan is going. Leilani tells Hannah she's voting Chris as if there was ever any doubt. Um, <laughs> Hannah notes to us that she thinks the jury hates Chris, so it might make sense to keep him. Uh, and it makes me think she may be right. But I also think she needs to worry about something that I'm sure she's not considering, which is the underdog effect. If he gets to the end, after being the target all these weeks, it speaks very well to his game. Like literally everyone was trying to get you out for seven votes and you stuck around. You must be worthy of the win. And this is something that happens, you know, on Survivor where time after time they try and and then they're just like, OK, well, he must deserve the win. Yeah, although uh, uh, this is a point I was I was going to bring up at the end but um yeah we could talk about it now mm -hmm. i thought this was really interesting that they seem to maybe just be keeping christopher for this reason because they think the jury won't let him win anyway mm -hmm. and it reminds me of a conversation we had a while ago about i guess about british tv audiences and what we respond to and what ah. we like uh, i i'm maybe be completely proved wrong I don't think these British contestants will respect Chris's gameplay. I I don't <laughs> think they'll care that he made it through. I think if they don't personally like him, they will not let him win. Hmm. Okay. Uh, again, maybe I'll, maybe I'm going to be proved wrong, but I can't see them for sort of. I say forgiving as if he's actually done anything really wrong, yeah. but I can't see them getting past their own irritation with him. Okay. Yeah, I have some more thoughts about that at the end too. So, um, but as they're, you know, in, in these conversations before tribal council, all of them point to Chris. 
So as I'm watching, it is very obvious to me that it will be anyone but Chris. Um, so tribal council starts as the jury walks in. Lawrence isn't with them. And it's like, uh, uh, and then Joel says he's been ordered by the doctors to rest. Which causes me to say, what the heck? He did not look bad on his way out. There's never been never been any mention of him being sick or anything else. Yeah. Did he overindulge at Ponderosa afterwards? <laughs> did he? You know, which would be funny because apparently uh, from from reading his uh, BBC interview, he's marketing. He one of his projects is marketing a um, uh, a a, a post drinking binge uh, um, type of drug to help with the hangover, anti hangover medication. Um, and so, you know, it would be pretty funny if he just got drunk and had a hangover and that's the reason he couldn't come. <laughs> um, but, you know, he has to rest so much he can't sit on a bench at tribal council. So, yeah, yeah it was strange. I, yeah, at first I thought, oh, he's left. I thought they were, I thought Joel was going to say Lawrence has decided to leave the show yeah. or something like that, but. Yeah, he punched Lee and then, you know, and then. Got <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or being punched by. Yeah, Lee. yeah. This is probably yes. more likely. Yes. Uh, so Joel asks the players some typical questions and gets typical non answers. Uh, Chris chalks up still being there, at least partially to luck, but Nathan says it isn't, which sounds like a compliment until you realize Nathan wants Chris to be the target tonight. So that's why he's like pumping him up. Mm-hmm. Um, after some more non-answers, Leilani says people are keeping their cards closer to their chests, which I interpret to mean they're not telling you what to do. Yeah, I thought, not you, Leilani. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and she says it's become much more of an individual fight, which, newsflash, it always was. Yeah, I I feel bad if Leilani ever listens to this. I'm really sorry. It sounds like we're really picking on her. <laughs> I'm sure she's a lovely person. It just uh, it's just her gameplay we're picking up. Yes, a lovely person, not a lovely survivor. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's kind of like when I talked about Travon on uh, the Traders Canada, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awkward if uh, he ever listens to any of these. But you know, <laughs> hey, gotta call it like I see it. Um. Anyway, she says that she's built up strong friendships, though she knows Joel likes to use the word alliances. Yeah, Leilani, that's because what they are. There's a difference between friendships and alliances. And, you know, this is where those times in the jury, Ashley and Doug exchange a look indicating they feel the same way I do about Leilani. Yeah, Um, this made me laugh so much (laughs) she was yeah she's talking about alliances as if it's this like weird term that jules used but Mm -hmm. we don't have those and i I thought that's what everyone's doing around you leilani that's what you're supposed to do (laughs) she has friendships um (laughs) and she says she thinks she has uh has people she can trust to get her further and I'm just as I'm watching it, shaking my head because the real reason people are going to take Leilani to the end is they know she will not win. They can beat her, uh, you know, and I know you just talked about, well, if they like you, they'll vote for you to a point. They're not going to vote for Leilani, whose whole game was tell me what to do and I'll do it. 
Yeah, yeah, I did. I don't think they. I wouldn't take it that far. Um, it's not. It's not just. It's not just who they like, but I right. think that they won't award someone who they see as conniving Lewis. or ruthless. Or <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, you were going the other way. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the opposite of clueless. Um. So, uh. Chris says it's a game, but they have connections and they'll all be friends afterwards. Um, Pegleg says he's basing his vote on who the biggest threat is. Leilani says she always goes with her gut, which is interesting because what we've seen is she always goes with, uh, you know, whatever someone else tells her. Um, I guess her gut tells her to listen to those people. Uh, so it's uh, time to vote. Chris unsurprisingly votes Nathan. Nathan returns the favor. And there's lots of dark music playing with shots of Christopher. So we're clearly meant to believe they all voted for him, even including Matthew. But then Joel reads the votes and there is, uh, uh, you know, nary a Matthew uh, to be found or nary, nary a Christopher to be found other than the two obvious ones. Uh, so it's uh, Christopher, Nathan, Christopher, Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. Uh, so, yes, Pegleg and Hannah did decide Nathan was the bigger threat. Although, as we mentioned earlier, Hannah says her vote was that she was still upset about his attitude, which, if that's true, is a really bad reason to vote someone out of the game at this point. So, um, what do you think of the decision here? The decision to get rid of Nathan? Yeah. Uh it's I, I wasn't that surprised, um, despite the sort of editing to make us think that I I I knew I just again I Chris has given been given such air so much airtime as this fantastic villain in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say inverted commas, but that confused you before. Yes. Um, yes. I I I wasn't surprised that Nathan went and. Leilani will probably be very upset about this in the next episode. Uh, I she's, she's lost her friend. <laughs> yes, she's lost her friend. What a shame. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I. It's going to be interesting. So there's only five now. Five yes. people. It's going to be interesting to see how does what what how do you vote in the next episode? How does it play out? Um, I have a couple of final questions and thoughts uh, overall um okay let me uh let me give my thought here first okay. um i think this cements either christopher or pegleg win i agree um if hannah and pegleg were willing to keep chris now i think it means they intend to take him to the end and hope the jury hates him uh as we had discussed I, perhaps with my biased U.S. survivor viewpoint, was thinking there are enough players in that jury who will respect his gameplay and give him the win. But then we got a question from Tradar superfan Michael Collins. Hey. Uh, and he said, if I get your crash course in the game, the winner is decided by the jury of former contestants, yes? Which tells me the five left need to get peg leg out before the final jury vote because that jury loves him and they've got issues with Chris and Matt. So I'm on the same 
wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> and so I discussed it with him a little bit where he posed the question over on Blue Sky. Um, but I wanted to mention it here as well. And as I just mentioned, I do think Chris or Pegleg are winning. I think Chris has played a better overall game. But, you know, Pegleg has played enough that I think they can justify giving it to him. You know, he's had alliances. He's helped around camp, which I don't consider to be a reason, but other people will. He won a couple of challenges, which I don't consider to be a reason, but other people will. Um, and so, more importantly, everybody loves Pegleg. You know, I don't think we've heard a cross thing said about him. Um, look at me using British lingo there. Um, <laughs> um, Wait, you don't say cross in America? Not usually. Not in that way, no. Oh, wow. Okay. We would have said like a bad word or, a, you know. I mean, yeah, you could you occasionally hear he got cross with me, you know. But uh, so it's it's oh. much rarer. Um, and so I just think if he's in the final three, he already has the votes from Doug and Lee. He already has Hannah if she ends up on the jury and it wasn't Pegleg himself viciously backstabbing her to get there. Uh, he probably has Nathan because uh, they, you know, had some sort of agreement, you know, back from their swap tribe days. So the key is they can't let Pegleg get to the end. I'm sure Chris realizes this, but I'm not sure what he could do about it because he and Matthew need to get Leilani or Hannah to realize it. And good luck with that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have uh, identical thoughts pretty much. Oh, well, then I wish I, I would have let you go first. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> uh, I also think Peg will win. And for the same reasons, the fact that I, I think everybody likes him and I think that is important enough for them to give him the win. Mm -hmm. I mean, people, when we, when Leilani gave him her burn vote and when Lawrence did the same thing mm -hmm. last episode of the episode before, it just, it just suggests they are so also confident that no one else is voting right. for him. Therefore they all really like him and are not considering voting him out. He's, I mean, I'm sure he's had one or two or three other votes along the season at some point. Um, and yeah, and the fact he he's won a couple of challenges, so they'll quite like that. I think, even mm -hmm. if, like you said, it's not really a great reason to win, but I think they'll admire that about him, and they'll, yeah, I think they they'll admire his story, his emotional right. journey, and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I I I can see Peg winning now. Yeah, and. It's interesting for a number of reasons. I mean, from the edit, I am not getting winner edit vibes from Pegleg. Like, they literally showed him more interested in starting the fire than playing the game, <laughs> uh, you know, in, the, in episode 13. Um, you know, that's not typical winner edit material there. Yeah, but then I guess it's... Again, it's it's UK, it's BBC One, right. it's new show, audience who doesn't know what this is. And this thing about British viewers 
liking mm-hmm. the nice guy. And I know I know the I know the public don't decide the winner here, but I think the other contestants will look quite kindly right. upon that. Yeah, I mean it is possible. Now it's interesting because in US Survivor he probably would have been voted off around the merge or at least discussions would have been started because they all would have been saying, well, look at the story he has. There's no way we can sit next to him at the end um, (laughs) because there have been, you know, like, uh, you know, foot or below the knee amputees on the show before, um, never with a literal peg leg, but with other, you know, uh, whatever you you call them. Um, And you know it inevitably comes up no one wants to bring it up but eventually they do they're like yep if that person makes it to the end they have a really good story to tell you know and and so it's it's much more cutthroat in that uh, regard that it's like oh anything that's you know good well i don't want to say it's good about you but anything that you know tells a good story about you or overcoming adversity story can be used against you immediately okay that's interesting Uh, so, you know, just the fact that he made it this far. Um, but, yeah, typically we would have, you know, in a winner's edit, we probably would have heard that he had that alliance and and things like that and that he's been playing the game. But like you said, if they're not, you know, if 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 British viewers don't necessarily care how much someone's playing the game, then, you know, that that may not matter in an edit that they're trying to go for. Um yeah, it's a little like we we've talked a little bit about Big Brother and how it's a, it, essentially a completely different show right. in the states compared to the UK. In the UK there is there really isn't any gameplay at all. Actually, it is a popularity contest, and that yeah. is it. You are voting for the person you like the most. That that's how you win that show, and I think mm-hmm. viewers are you even. Uh, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Just finished uh, last night, I think, here in the UK, and it's like a reality TV guy who won. Spoilers, anyone who's listening, I'm sorry. Uh, and he's like a nice young guy. He's like a cheeky, easy going. And in that show, it's the same. You you vote on who you think is mm-hmm. like a nice person. You you don't vote on a really any tactics they used or anything like that. So I, I think that's just a, yeah, like a a British trope or something. I mean, in the US, and I, I feel like, well, either I've discussed it with you or someone else, like even Dancing with the Stars in the US, you will get some people making it far more, far further into the show than their dancing skills should allow it. Because... Yeah they have a fan base or I mean, sometimes politics come into it. Like I think Sarah Palin's daughter was, was Um, there once. And so all the Republicans were like, Oh, we have to keep her in, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, And so, yeah, you can get people in there who are terrible dancers, but will stick around for weeks just because the fans keep them there. Yeah. Um, And that happens here too. Yeah. 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 And in, um, you know, American Idol, I mean, I haven't watched it in quite a while, but when I used to watch and cover American Idol, it was similar. You know, there were people who were kept around, but, um, you know, didn't necessarily deserve to be kept around, uh, according, 
you know, just to skill. But when you think about American Idol, the goal is literally to create an idol. And so, you know, singing talent isn't necessarily all that matters in that case. Yeah. So it may, I guess it makes more sense uh, in that situation. Yeah. Um, there was a funny one that I remember. Now, this goes back a number of years. The show is called Rockstar in Excess. So do you remember? Do you remember that show at all? Were you familiar with it? So, as you know, undoubtedly, the, the rock band in excess, you've heard of them. Yes, yes. Okay. And they lost their lead singer. Uh, he yeah, died. Yeah. Um, and, like the Legends? Yes, I think so. Yeah. And so a number of years later, they wanted to, you know, kind of reboot and get a new lead singer. So oh, they okay. did a whole show on it. And they brought these singers and put them through challenges and it went through votes. But the band had the final say. And there was this one guy who came off as a jerk, as arrogant uh, to a lot of the viewers. And people kept voting to put him in danger. And every time in excess would get rid of the other person that was in danger instead of him. And this happened week after week after week. And eventually he won. And it's because the band wanted him from the start. And like the other of the two finalists who had his own band, um, you know, he kept saying that like they asked him like, well, what would you, if you join the group, what would your aim be? And he's like, well, I would try to take the group in a new direction to, to, you know, uh, bring them up to date with the current, uh, you know, whereas the other guy was like, well, I would honor the memory of the lead singer and I would do work with you to keep that sound going. Well, what's the band going to do? They don't want to be taken in a new direction. They want to go with someone who's going to work with them. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was funny when there was a force that was stopping the American voting public from doing what they wanted to do because it directly impacted them. And then they released, an, you know, an album or two with this guy before they had some sort of fight and broke up again. But um, so that is your reality TV history moment. Uh, there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Of course, all of this discussion might be completely redundant when in the next episode, Pegleg is voted out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's possible. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> I just don't know how. Like, will Leilani suddenly realize that? I, I mean, I guess it I guess. I guess it is possible that Matthew gets in Leilani's head and says, you're trying to get the votes of the people who are friendly. Well, Pegleg's going to steal those votes from you because he's friendly too. Yeah, I uh, I can't. I, it would have to be Hannah. It, it would have to be Hannah who turned on him. Which would be interesting after they finally reveal this this uh, two person yeah, alliance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Hannah would be more likely to. It's interesting because we get kind of back and forth about Hannah, like something she does that sh indicates she understands the game and something she does that indicates she really doesn't. Um, but, yeah, it's possible that she does turn on him and then and then that's how we get a Chris win. Yeah. Yeah, because she'd, she'd kind of screw herself over, I think. If she turned on Peg, the I think the jury would look terribly upon that and so they therefore wouldn't pick her as a winner so i mean the only thing she can do to win i believe is vote out christopher and pegleg 
-hmm. So it's her, Matthew, and Leilani at the end. And then I think she could make the case, if I hadn't voted out peg leg, he would have won, so you should vote for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe the people like Doug and Lee and, you know, those folks will will vote for her. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I, I don't know that she has a path to winning. I don't as much as Matthew did a good job in this episode of, you know, talking about the game. I don't see him having a good chance of winning either. Yeah, I. I did for a brief moment, two or three episodes back, but uh, Peg has taken the yeah the lead for me. So, all right, did you have any other thoughts on these two episodes before we look at the preview for next time? My my remaining thought was about Chris and his interviews. I swear, as every episode goes on, his interviews, his confessionals, get more and more hammy. Yeah. And over the top, he is being he he's being directed. I'm sure that producers are seeing the potential in him as a character, loving it, and just saying more, more. Chris, do more of that. He's he's so over the top. I mean, it's it's really funny viewing. But I think if I went back to episode one now and watched him, he was not like this. He's he's uh, he's all in. I don't think they need to be encouraging him for him to get it. I mean, he's already an entertainer. We know that. Um, and I, I know former U.S. players have talked about, like uh, Rob Sesternino has talked about when he was out there, he would tell jokes and the produ- producers would laugh. And so they wouldn't have to tell him more of that. He would see what was making them laugh and he would do more of it. And so I think Chris absolutely could be doing the same thing, you know, like seeing what is what is, you know, getting them going and saying, oh, okay, they want more of this and 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 just hamming it up. Yeah. Plus, he does have that entertainment career out of here. So even if he doesn't win, he's going to want to turn this into something. Yeah, Um. And in fact, he uh, you were stunned a couple weeks ago when we found out that he was a singer and (laughs) uh, he he uh, just this week tweeted out a version of the aha song. Take on me. Uh And, uh, you know, I thought it was a very good version. Very well done. Uh, One line in the lyrics is I'll be gone. And I so I responded and said, well, I hope that's not a spoiler about what's going to happen this week. (laughs) (laughs) It turned out it wasn't. But (laughs) now, as we have been recording, we actually have another question on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, This is from Nine Vicman, who asks, have you ever seen anything on Survivor quite like six people minus Nathan standing in a group? deciding that two votes have to go, I think they should say to another person, then realizing it has to be someone in the group. I think that's a reference to something (laughs) we talked about when Nathan had found his idol and was off somewhere and everyone else knew it and was trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, that was, I, I mean, I... Not quite like that. I'm sure there have been times when people have been uh, standing around talking and like accidentally mentioning the name of the person that's standing there in the group. I, I have a memory of that. I can't 
pinpoint exactly where it was. Kind of like when Nathan literally brought up Lawrence to Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, um, but yeah, for them all to be standing around, uh, you know, I'm sure it has happened. I just can't pinpoint when it has happened in all these yeah. different seasons. But <laughs> in any case, it's, it's, it's so funny that, uh, you know that that they did that and they're like it makes me wonder a little bit like did they not remember that leilani was standing there did they <laughs> you know did they did they not see someone were they I, I think they just weren't thinking and you know that's the thing we do have to remember they talk about how you know how little they've had to eat how drained they are how tired they are it does affect your brain i mean we could we can and did make fun of matthew for not latching that but it was, you know, brain fog, you know, he hasn't had a whole lot of food and he just, you know, but yeah, you just got to focus a little bit. And, and so, so yeah. Um, As far as uh, next time, the preview looks like it could be some sort of family visit or family call. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Um, Leilani says there are no more alliances which is true for her because all of hers have been voted out and she didn't have alliances anyway. She just had friends. Um, But, <laughs> you know, she didn't know what the other alliances were anyway. So for her saying that, it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. We, of course, don't get a preview for the finale because there's one more episode before the finale. Uh, but we have that to look forward to as well. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I think if I have to make a prediction right now, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to base it on the edit. I, you know, I mean, this is, this has bitten me before. I just don't see, I, I don't know how Christopher gets there at the end, but I think Christopher wins. Okay. I'm going peg. Peg. Yeah. For the win. I think yours is more likely, but I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm going for the longer odds here. Just like I said, based on the edit and who knows how you watch the edit of, uh, the first time the show has ever aired in the UK or yeah. in many, many, many years. Uh, I have and been I, challenged. I, save... Go ahead. So, I was saying for about four weeks that Doug was a hundred percent going to yes, win and look yes. what happened. So yeah. what do I know? Yeah. You and I, you and me both. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, I do want to mention some information about the two players we lost uh, from their BBC interviews. Lawrence said he didn't know much about Survivor before starting, so all he could rely upon was being a source of good morale through buffoonery um, and the ability to adapt to everything and everywhere. He said, crucially, the hidden ace up my sleeve was having the home field advantage, having grown up just around the corner in Costa Rica, consequently speaking fluent Spanish and knowing the geography, flora and fauna like the back of my hand. What was for some a foreign and hostile environment was for me my childhood, though admittedly with less air conditioning and food. I mean, remember these are said afterwards, and I don't get it. No, speaking Spanish had nothing to do with your time on Survivor. Knowing the flora and fauna had nothing to do with your time on Survivor. So I I I don't get this answer from Lawrence. It it sound honestly, it sounds yeah. very much like a Lawrence type of answer. Yes. I mean, unless he's implying he was so at home and comfortable that the psychology of the game didn't get to him as much as everyone else or something like that. 
Also, then quite surprising that he was the one that got ill and couldn't attend the jury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. <laughs> so he did specifically say, I had not watched a single full episode of Survivor, so I set about absorbing Survivor highlights and strategy reels on YouTube and reading forums and Quora articles chock full of advice with questionable results. Uh, yes, Lawrence, uh, some advice to past Lawrence. You should have read through my strategic rules and listened to my U.S. Survivor podcasts. I don't know what Absolutely. random stuff you were looking at, but no, it, it clearly didn't help a whole lot. Nathan said his strategy for the show was to be an asset to his tribe and build strong relationships. Oddly, he said he didn't want to be the strongest player. So I have to wonder if he looked in the mirror before going out there. <laughs> um, or what he thought, was, you know, did he think it was going to be like a Mr. Universe contest out there that they were going to have more muscular people? Maybe he just meant strongest in a sort of psychological, tactical way. No, because he said or the weakest and talked more about that, too. So, oh, okay. I, I, yeah, um, there was no mention of him having watched the show before or studying up on it. So my suspicion is that it was a no on both of those. Probably. Yeah. So. There we have it. Uh, we took a little bit of a, uh, you know, random uh, a tangent through time and older reality TV shows. But now we're looking forward to finale weekend. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out to let me know what you think, I am all over social media and reality TV podcasting. I am podcasting about U.S. Survivor for a few more weeks on the Rob Has a Podcast Network with the name of the show being Why Blank Lost. And of course, had been podcasting the Traders Canada right here. Uh, the two of us covered the finale last week, plus I interviewed the winner. We're working on getting some additional interviews as well, so make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you don't already to get all of that. You can also find all my various accounts through my Linktree at Linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE and Linktree. Or you can find me on most text-based social media platforms like Twitter and Blue Sky as at David Bloomberg. And on the video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram is at David Bloomberg TV. Uh, speaking of TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, uh, I'm usually posting about three reality TV short videos on that site, uh, including, of course, the mini Why Blank Lost videos for these players, which I will be doing you know, sometime this week for these two, uh, plus other Survivor UK videos and US Survivor and House of Villains, and, uh, you know, I guess now for U.S. viewers, there's Big Brother Reindeer Games, which uh, starts this week. <laughs> oh um, yes. Uh, and so if there's any moments there worth uh, worth looking at, those will, will pop up as well. And you can follow The Trader on Instagram at The Trader Podcast or on X at The Trader Pod. We're also on YouTube, same as Instagram, at The Trader Podcast. And you can even email thetraderpodcast at gmail.com. I also wanted to say hello to Ailey, who has been listening. Ailey is a former colleague of mine. She'll probably be mortified that I'm mentioning this. Uh, she says that the thing is, she might not hear this bit because she says that often she falls asleep. Yeah, to her there dulcet you go. tones. So either 
were really boring or really soothing, but she's still listening. So she's probably fallen asleep by this point. I've left. Yeah, I don't know me. how people can fall asleep because sometimes I'll just randomly yell in the middle of the podcast about <laughs> stuff. So that, you'd think that would wake it up, but then maybe that's what the auto leveling does on the uh, you know podcast editing. Is it it you know yeah, takes out yeah. some of the yelling? It does. Uh, but uh, well, that's no fun. I'm not going to do that anymore then. Uh, <laughs> now. If uh, anyone would like to help support the cost of publishing this podcast or just give Matthew a nice little Christmas gift as we approach the season here, you can uh, uh, find him at uh, coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley. And then we will be back in a week to discuss the finale and see if either of us are right or if Leilani pulls out the win and surprises <laughs> everyone. She Yay. really was the strategic genius all along. <laughs> Can't wait. Yes. And so until then, we'll we'll talk to everyone. See you on social media or again back here in a week. Bye. Bye-bye.